Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. And it's a new year, and we're back. Welcome back to The Athletic, and welcome back to the Hoops Adjacent episode of The Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here. My man, Waz. Waz, where are you right now? I'm in the friendly confines of Queens, New York. I love it. Uh, Hollis Hills, to be exact. Um, people from Queens going to know that I got my pinky up as I say that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just checking in with the family um, for the holiday. I've been here for 12 days. Well, tomorrow will be my 12th day. I'm leaving in the morning. Um, just, you know, wait, wait, Hollis Queens is gentrified. I mean, so there's Hollis, but then, but that's at the bottom of the hill. We're, we're at the top of the hill right now. Um, Hollis is literally three minutes away from here. Um, and no, so, it's not. It's not gentrified at all. So when Run DMC said Christmas in Hollis Queens, that well, that's not where you. No, was at. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> but funny enough, where I grew up um, on 214th Street in Hollis Ave is considered to be a neighborhood called Queens Village. Hollis right. starts so Hollis starts at like 207, I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't kill me, Hollis people, but 207, 205 in Hollis, that's Run DMC, Hollis Crew, that's that whole area. But I was on the Queens Village side, so we never really, we never claimed Hollis, even though we were... A quarter mile away. Hollis adjacent. Hollis adjacent, exactly. Hollis <laughs> I like adjacent. what you did there, wow. DA. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Man. Oh, so so Marcus Thompson joins us as as he frequently does because we love having Marcus on. Um so yeah, you were defending team light skin the other day. I noticed that. That's okay though, because he dropped a sixty two piece on somebody. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. Um but I also noticed, um, we're taping this on Tuesday, on Monday night, looked like Kelly Oubre found his jumper, man. So that's, to me, I've saw, I watched Kelly Oubre for three years in Washington. He is a very streaky shooter. Now, he can go, he'll be as cold as you can be. That's a hell of a streak. And yeah, that's a streak now. That's a streak for your ass, <laughs> right? But, um, but when he gets hot, he can, he'll make some for a minute, too. So he may be starting a pretty good streak right now. That's just how he rolls with, with the jumper. I mean, four for six feels like 40 for 60. Right, like, right. After you been that cold. Like, I mean, he was so ice cold. Like, yeah. I mean, it got to the point where, like, you know, like some somebody said, I think, I forgot who said it on social media. Like, they were treating him like a <laughs> time he made a three. Like, that's, it was pretty bad. Like, See, when he made cool. a three, they started going. You might have to edit that out, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> time he made a three they went crazy like right. they just lost it it, and was, it was fake happiness <laughs> yeah it was just like you know i mean for real it was just like yo he, he won for one for 32 i think he was or something crazy like mm. that it's, he could not make a three open mm. off the dribble wide open corner top wing it didn't matter yeah. he shot it he was not making it yeah. and then all of a sudden he goes you know four for six from three Mm-hmm. It was just like out of nowhere. Uh, and let me tell you, there's one thing about the NBA, especially if you're on the perimeter. Your whole life is different. Your family lineage is different if you're making shots. Like your what? children look different. <laughs> like everything is just drastically different when shots go in 
than when they don't. He was horrible when his shots was going in. He was doing other stuff. You know, he's playing defense and hustling and rebounding, blocking right. shots. But then when he made shots, it's like, all right, yeah, you worth eighty million. Like one <laughs> one game later. <laughs> that is funny how that turns like that. Um, and and you but, know what? It's not just the shots though, too. But I think it all feeds into itself, right? Where he's you know he's digging in from the perimeter and getting steals and getting out on the break and. Once the ball starts flowing, all that other stuff, it just feeds it, right? Like it mm-hmm. feeds his defensive intensity. It feeds his energy because he's splashing jumpers now. And, and you know, that's understandable. And it definitely transforms the team. Man, look, and you know what? It's the Kings, right? Like, let's... Right. <laughs> the Kings in the middle of, like, you know, daddy drama, right? Right. right. So got, I, what, what, I want to talk about that in a minute, but yes, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, so it's not like, all right, let's, you know, let's not say he's arrived yet, but from the sense of how he'd been struggling, it felt like an arrival and it literally changes. It changes the rotations. Like it mm-hmm. changes everything. It puts everything into perspective when he's playing like the player they thought they were getting. Uh, before that, it was like, hey, should Damian Lee be starting? Should right. He, right. He has one good game. It's like, okay, everything is settled where it should be because, I mean, what, there's nothing you can do when a dude is shooting two for 30. Like, what do you do? There's yeah. Like, you you can't win that way, no, no matter the circumstance. There's CYO teams who were making three for 30. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, it was, so it was brutal. It's, and like you said, you're you all alone out there, too. Like, there's no way – you can't like, you know, there's nobody that can shoot for you. You know what I mean? And the other team, and teams, you're doing it next to Steph, not right. like next to Westbrook or something, right. right? Like you're doing it next to the greatest shooter of all time. So right. it's really like three for one thousand. I think. Did you? I don't know if you wrote this or if Ethan wrote this about the the you know the the incredible different pressure that that other shooters, other players in Golden State feel. Because they're playing next to Steph and Clay to shoot the ball. Oh yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's, it's something. It's been amazing. I remember there was one time. Uh, you know, they had Nick Young, right? Yeah, Nick Young had one purpose. Like, right. It was like, yeah. yo, you need some shooting off the bench. Come in and shoot. Yeah. And I think this might have been before. It was might have been after they got, or no, at the same time they got Omri Caspi. This was when the Warriors were like, we need some shooting off the bench. They signed Omri Caspi and Nick Young, and Omri right. Caspi just. I mean, he just didn't shoot. He made the shots when he shot him. You could yeah. just, he was just pump faking himself out of threes. And Nick Young wasn't making shots. I remember being in a locker room, like asking, like, yo, like, what happened to you? Why you can't shoot? And he's just like looking and he's got this little smile, like he's smiling. And then he's like, I just need to stop. I just need to stop being a punk, huh? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I wasn't saying that, but he's like, no, nah, I just need to stop being a punk. Like, I can shoot. So yeah. what? I'm on the court with them. Like, I can shoot. And it was like, this dude's name is Swaggy P and he <laughs> shook about shooting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this is his whole thing. That's but when self, you play, self-given nickname, by the way. <laughs> yeah, when you, right when you play next to when 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 Steph is on the court and Clay is on the court and KD is on the court, I mean, it feels like the like the erectile dysfunction of shooting, right? Like you gotta. Yeah, it feels like yo, should I be shooting? Like these other guys shoot. <laughs> Maybe I should let somebody like the else ED shoot. shoot. <laughs> you've seen, you've seen like the 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 most like certain guys, the most sure, confident guys, shrivel up. Like yo, I, sh- I probably shouldn't be shooting. These are like the three of the greatest shooters. Maybe I should pass it. And they're like, right. dude, shoot it. And you're right. like, That's I why don't you're know. Here. Should it be me? And right. it just it messes with guys' heads. You know what's so crazy does. too is that um, obviously Kelly Oubre couldn't shoot whatever the statistical equivalent of two for 30 is over the course of an entire season. Like there's too many games. He's proven himself to be a baseline level um, shooter. And so, you know, I, it felt inevitable that that would um, turn around. Uh, what I think is different and I want to ask you about Marcus with Draymond coming back. Cause I think that Portland game is a little bit more instructive for what the season is going to be like in that not only did Steph have the game of his life, cause he did, um, but Draymond came back and he looked like Draymond. Like he was extremely disruptive on defense. Uh, just like in ways that you notice, like he's getting his hands on every pass. He's contesting people at the rim. He's switching out onto guys. He's doing all the things that 
that made him Draymond, but he's also doing it over the course of an entire game, <laughs> which yeah. I don't know that he's had to do since probably 2015. And that's what that's why I think the Portland game is instructive, guys, because obviously Steph's not going to score 60 points a game, but I don't think they really kicked Portland's ass either. With right. those two guys playing incredibly well, you know, yeah. and to me, that's what proves the problem of this team is like I'm watching Draymond play at his peak. I'm watching literally Steph go human inferno and they didn't dominate Portland like that score got away from them at the end. But Portland was in punching distance with them the whole game. I wonder if you guys disagree with that or if I'm just leaning on my own, you know, prediction that. The Warriors were going to stink outside of Steph and, and Draymond's greatness. Yeah, I mean, there, it was definitely, you know, like Steph had Steph did all his work in the first quarter. He scored twenty one, and it was like they were up three, right? And it was mm-hmm. like, man, he had, and that, this wasn't. Nah, he was going hard. Sixty two. He was going. Like, hard. This wasn't like <laughs> he yo. Was going he got the hot rack. and he hit ten no, threes. No, like nah, no. he was he was driving on three people. He yep. was getting to the line. Yep. He was taking contact. Yep. He was being aggressive. It, it was a very like hardcore. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a six eight. As a as a guy who got who six eight, it was his kind of. 62 you know what i'm saying it wasn't the typical <laughs> like i hit 15 threes i mean he was right. eight for 16 but he got hot later so yeah it was a very grinding kind of game and you know there were some moments especially in the third quarter where dame got hot and it's like yeah they're in for it and steph closed i, I do think however it mattered that they were they did it against a good team because they yeah. had beat chicago for they had sure. beaten detroit and they beat the Kings, right? So, right. you know, they're four and three, but three of the wins are against bad teams. And I, I do think that's the blueprint. Like, beat the bad teams, yeah. take a couple from the good teams, and just see where you at come March. Right. And what what they did show was that if you got Steph and you got Draymond and a semi-decent Ubre and Wiggins, yeah. like, that's good enough to not lose by 30. And if you're in a game, like that's where Steph comes in, right? right if if right, you're just right. in a game, now you it's like, closer. all right, Steph, you got to be closer. Steph, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's the blueprint. They're not. They're probably not going to be the two seed, right? But <laughs> the blueprint is. I mean, they handled the Kings, right? And and if they were playing like they were playing recently against Chicago, they probably would have handled Chicago too. So yeah. You start seeing how, all right, yeah, they'll separate themselves from the bad teams, right? And then now they're in the they're in the mix. But but you're so right, like. We forgot about Dre, right? A lot of people forgot about Draymond. A lot of people thought Draymond was washed because he just was not inspired at all playing with like D'Angelo Russell, who don't even try on defense, right? Like Draymond's got to have some. It's got to be some money in the middle of the table, right? right. In, in order for him, like otherwise he's wasting his time, right? Otherwise, like he's not bringing. Like, Draymond's like, look, I'm here to win, and I'm gonna help you win. But I got, and if it ain't no, ain't no chips in the table, what are we right. doing? Right. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, but that but we look, we all know they they're they're you know, they ain't intimidating anybody anymore. Right? So that's gonna kinda be their their new normal is against good teams is gonna be back and forth. But to your point, like if they're in games with good teams, then they have a chance to win their fair share of them, I think. You know, because they because, you know, Steph is that good and can finish games, you know, and, and give you a chance to win those games. So, But can they hold up is the question. Like, that's yeah. that's going to be the question. Can they well, hold up? That's what I was going to get into with, with the Kings thing, which is insane, but it's the Kings, right? So we, we expect that from them. But I'm going to ask you this. Just, I'm not suggesting they do this. But could Marvin Bagley help them? Like, nah. could he help them? Could he be... Can he play the five? I don't know. I don't, you know, like. He needs to play the five. That's what I think, you know, you know what I'm saying? But look, they got Wiseman. I get it. They don't need him. I'm not saying they need him. I'm just saying, could he help him? That's all I'm saying. I mean, if if you're going to create a role where Bagley is a backup big coming off the bench. That's what I was about to say. Like, is he now now the off the bench spark? Is that where his career is heading from (laughs) getting getting picked up over Luka and Trey Young? 
to yeah. you're a bench spark plug guy? Well, Ooh, I, mean, I would just say you this. You might what? as well call him Darko, right? Well, yes. No, but no, not Darko. Because Darko didn't. I was going to say, what is Jaleel Oka for? Mm. What is he? Mm. He's the guy that got Sam he? Hinkie fired. <laughs> well, but I'm is. saying, but what is he? He's the guy that comes off the bench and scores. Yeah, okay. Yes. There's a role for that in this league. For sure. There's a definite role for that in this league. For sure. It's I okay. Think, you I can play 10 years in the league doing that. There's, I think, not, there's no yeah, shame Okafor in it. Is what didn't I'm saying. last long as like a starter, right? He never, no, it never materialized. It like? His defense yeah. was so horrible. People were just like, yeah. I, we can't do this. Right, but right, DA, right, I just right. think in year three, Man, both, first of all, him and his camp are definitely not in the, they're not ready to take that truth serum of right. who this guy <laughs> actually is. They still think, you know, they're on their way to a, a Brandon Ingram type of deal, you know, right. when, that, when that time comes, right? Because guess what? I was mm-hmm. the number two pick in the draft. Um, and I don't know that the Kings are quite ready to be like, well, we'll give him up for whatever it takes to get a, to whatever it takes to get a Montrez Harrell. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that's just, woo. <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put that's, it to you this that's, way. Man, yeah, that's more of a mindset than anything. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like he's yes. gotta, he's gotta yeah. buy that. And we well, have to I believe it. We've but seen I, enough. Like, like I'll put will. it to you this way. You know, I watch the wizards a lot, obviously, cause they're in DC and their starting center right now is Thomas Bryant. It was a guy that was waived by the Lakers, right? They waived him, and the Wizards picked him up two years ago. Thomas Bryant is shooting like 90% in the restricted area so far. He's like 36 or 40, some number like that, in the first week of the season. The makes two, a third of his shots, literally. Right, right. <laughs> or two-thirds of his shots, right. literally. And like. then, but, now, but he's shooting almost 40 from three. You know what I mean? So, And he's shooting like three threes a game. Like he's really upped his, his volume of shooting yeah, threes, and he's making more than enough of them. So my my point is, if you ask the Wizards, like right now, would you trade Thomas Bryant for Marvin Bagley? You know what they would say? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that to hate on Marvin Bagley. I'm saying it's not like you just plug and play a guy like that in anybody's on anybody's rotation, and he automatically is going to pl- play 35 minutes. Where? <laughs> you know? DA, I completely agree with you on him. Yeah, and it's not, and, and I know I don't want to hear people saying you hating on Marvin Bagley. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there isn't an obvious place for him. It's not like there's like 10 teams and he would automatically be the starting center and play 30 minutes a game. That's my point. Like, if you say trade me, you got to have a place to be traded to that makes sense. Also, and also DA, I'm going to need cats to understand that just because you think you're whatever you think you are, when you request mm-hmm. a trade, you're not James Harden. You don't have seven right. suitors <laughs> yeah. who are willing to right. give That's up quality point. stuff. Right. You're just a guy. Yeah. You can request a trade, but nobody wants you. This is like the Kevin mm-hmm. Love special. Last right. year when he was <laughs> right. beaming balls at guys' heads because he mm-hmm. was sick of playing with the young kids who understandably so those kids are freaking ball hogs play no defense and like i I can understand why he wouldn't want to play with them after going to four straight finals or whatever it was but it's also like kev love like i love you but like you're overpaid (laughs) nobody wants you right and And Bagley doesn't even have that problem he's not he's still in his rookie contract right exactly yeah yeah so there could be like I'm sure they're, you know, if if you if we broke down every team in the league, I'm sure we could find five places where it would make sense, right? Like, I mean, Chicago, I mean, what's the name? Um, uh, Carter's getting outplayed by by uh, my man off the bench. Um, I forget the kid's name. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Wendell Carter's getting outplayed right now, um, and, and so you could you could make a case for a place like Chicago for for Bagley. Yeah, you could. Um, there are places where you could make a case, but there it's not like it's half the league. Is my point? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. So just be careful who you talk about. If you're a Warriors, who would you rather have? Daniel Daniel Gafford. That's who it is. Who's outplaying Wendell Carter in Chicago right now? Daniel Gafford's playing really well for them. Um, if you're the Warriors, how do you rank this? Is it you got Wiseman? They got Looney. They got Eric Pascal is the new like yeah. small ball five they use in the second unit and Bagley. Like where's Bagley ranking on that depth chart? I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, can you can you can you are there min are there enough minutes at the backup four and five 
and maybe occasionally because of matchups, if somebody comes out small, maybe you could play back. You could start Bagley at the five against certain lineups. I don't know. But it's are tough. there enough minutes to make it sensible? Not even like I'm not even saying they should do it. I'm not saying that. I'm just curious because I just wonder, you know, could someone like that help them? I don't think I don't think he's their type of player. I just yeah. don't believe he fits there. Yeah, he. I, I, but the thing is, for me, is like for big men. Like I picked Wiseman to win Rookie of the Year before the season mm-hmm. simply because he's playing mm-hmm. with Steph. Like when yeah. you're playing with Steph as a big man, you get to play with so much airspace because people are so right. focused on Steph. When you set a screen on him, like you are so free to do things. And Steph is a willing passer. He's going to get you for duckins and all of this stuff. I think Steph would make him look amazing, right? Um, but, you know, he's so bad at defense. And it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't – I think Bagley, he's like – I think back in the days, he's clearly a um, a four-man, right? Like back when I started watching basketball, he's a distinctly a four-man. Um, back when Larry Johnson was taking 17 <laughs> seconds in the post, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in today's game, he's a tweener because I don't think he can guard four or fives, and yeah, he damn sure not going to guard the threes. So it's like he can't guard either position. So like, what what are we doing with this guy? You yeah. know, yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, how does he? How do they not see this though in the in the Bagley camp and say, "Let's you know, <laughs> put your head down." Let's, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you only like if you're hard not get it. Even hard might have heard his trade value, right? Like, demanded trades from little baby's party, right? Right, like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But like you're Bagley, it's like I mean, if you want out, somebody's got to sit down and map out a plan that says right. that's what I'm Let's saying. Let's probably not make my value worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, there has to be a plan. There has to be, here are the teams that we think make the most sense for me or for him, you know, not just trade me and expect every, you know, half the league to drop what they're doing and say, oh my God, Marvin Bagley's available. Let's go get him. You know, so it's not a criticism. It's just. But DA, I want to ask you this because obviously you got the, the knowledge, like when you're a new regime, and this is not your guy, but yeah. he's he's in his third year, and I'm assuming Vivek had a lot of influence in him getting there too, right? Like, he's not my guy, but he's definitely a Vivek guy. If Vivek was cool with taking him all the way at number two, like, what Well, do you it was mean? a Vlade pick. I mean, it was Vlade's Was it Vlade's Vla- pick? And Vlade's not here anymore, right? Though, to your and, point, like, though. <laughs> I, I mean, if we could say it's a Vlade pick, then they should have no problem figuring out a way to get him out of there. But I would think that the owner had to like him at least a decent amount for them to use yes. that draft capital on him. Like, and Rashawn yes. Holmes does look good. He's killing like, him. Rashawn He's, Holmes, Rashawn Holmes like, way out That's my him. point. Like, why would you not play Rashawn Holmes? You know what I mean? Like, he's playing well. <laughs> he, you know, he's putting up good numbers. So, I don't know. I don't know. And your, think, and your first year, center. do you get That's to just clean do. house like that? I, you know, I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Monty McNair's thoughts are on this. I'm sure he's still kind of trying to figure out what his thoughts are on this, so... Um, but I don't expect to trade anytime soon. I was just, I was just wondering about that. But how, so, so Draymond's looked good since he's been back. Oh yeah, Dray, Draymond. You know his wind was shot at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing short minutes, but like, I mean, this dude is literally an assistant coach. I mean, that's number one. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like he's literally coaching dudes. Uh, you know, he's running film sessions, right? He's constantly <laughs> in James Wiseman ear. Anthony Slater was, just, you know, writing a piece just about how uh, 
Penny Hardaway was telling him, like, yeah, everything Draymond tells you, you need to listen. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Don't worry about how it I sounds. Like, yeah, he, if he, yeah, whatever, you listen to that guy. And you know what? There was a time, I don't know if you guys remember when the Warriors got Jordan Bell, and it was like for a moment there when, you know, he had a good game and Bulls fans were all pissed <laughs> off, like, how you sell him to the Warriors? And it was like, uh oh, this might be Draymond's replacement, right? And, <laughs> And there was a bit part of Draymond who's like, oh, hold on. Oh, y'all found my replacement, huh? Like, yeah, we'll see. And then Draymond, like, at some point realized he wasn't a threat and was like, all right, let me put my arm around the guy. Like, OG Draymond, 30-year-old Draymond is just putting his arm around a guy, right? It's yeah. not like, yeah. yo, whatever, you think you might be a threat. He sees all these youngsters as the, the elongation of his career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's really bought mm-hmm. into... I like management, that. coaching, I love like that. heart, and there's just there's just absolutely no question. Him and Steph have a chemistry. I know, I know it's Splash Brothers, right? I know it's Steph and Clay. Like I got it. it's the Light Skin Coalition, it's the greatest shooting backcourt. <laughs> but man, there's something about him and Draymond on the court. Like Steph and Draymond together. No, they got a great the, chemistry. The, 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 the chemistry the, is, yeah, is it's, legit it's unreal. Great. Yes. There's yes. no there's no question. Is, is the reason Steph went off had something to do with the fact that somebody who who speaks his basketball love language was on yeah. the court with him. Yeah, right? like it, it, there was definitely something there. But J- J- Draymond brings all that. I'm telling you, this dude, you put some chips on the table. No, no, Draymond no, no, showing 100%, up. You give him Amari Spellman and yeah. D'Angelo Russell. He's like, yo, I'm out. Like, <laughs> right. no, look, he's a look. He's a big time, big money player. There's yeah. no question about it. There's and, no and no good, question. And he's a very good player. So my thing you bring is, that dude is, the pool that's for this, fun with Monopoly money. But he is he playing. doing this like, all season, Marcus? Is he playing like this every single game? Because another thing that people forget, I think even in 2016, the 73 win season, there were games where the Warriors gave it the old two and a half quarters of effort. Or even less than that. <laughs> Some, but it worked, right? right and then right, it was chilling right. in the but fourth what quarter. I'm saying, yeah. Marcus, is that they were so good. <laughs> That Draymond was not asked to be the freaking apex predator that he's capable of being for long stretches of games. It was like, you know what, guys, right, let's stop playing with Milwaukee right now. Let's put the screws to them and go home with our, you know, nine point victory, even though we probably should have won by 25. I wonder if Draymond can sustain this throughout the course of a long season because he has to do this for them to win all game long. Absolutely. Right? Like, there is Absolutely. no taking some of the game off. And turning it on, and they still win. He 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 has to carry them <laughs> defensively, and as a playmaker. I, I, think, I wonder if he has that in him I, still. I think that's that's why he's teaching. Because mm, at some you. point, <laughs> these young these young guys got to fill in. And like, if you if you're watching Draymond, it's still a measured form of defensive dominance, right? He's he's the OG that's like winning on IQ. Yeah, like he's he, just all he's really doing is anticipating yes. and being in the right spots. Yes. We aren't seeing the Draymond yet who's just like, yo, I'ma make sure Blake Griffin has a terrible game. Like we haven't seen that <laughs> Draymond yet, right? Like where he's just like, yo, I don't like this dude, so I'm gonna take his heart. Like yeah. we're not seeing that guy yet. He's kind you still like you can be a good defender just by knowing where you're supposed to be. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think part of him is banking on the development of James Wiseman, like playing with, like with with Ubre, who's you know he'll get after it on defense, and even Wiggins is really good, low key. Like like if he's got some dogs around him, I think he could pick his spots better, and I think that's why he's doing so much teaching. So he could you know give you a good hard first quarter, chill second and third, let the, let the young bucks go, and in the fourth quarter if it's a game. I got something left, but the management of their energy and minutes is clearly going to be like the determination of how long they go. Same with Steph. Steph can't, Steph can't dribble through three people for 72 games, right. 36 minutes a game. Was, see, like one of the things out here is Steph always sits the first six minutes of the second and fourth quarter, but especially while they were struggling, everybody's like, yo, like, <laughs> Can you bring him in earlier, right? Like, yo, eight minutes. Like, but Steve, Steve doesn't care. Like, the house is burning. Like, right. babies is crying. Steph's still on the bench. Like, <laughs> he right. brought him in at seven minutes against Portland, and it was like the greatest concession of all time. He's like, all right, I'm gonna give you an extra minute of Steph. But Steve knows, like, I'm a burnout Steph. You played this dude 39, 40 minutes against Boxing. 
boxing ones. Like, I'm not killing my guy like that. Y'all just got to figure it out around him. All right. So, I, so think, I think that's the key. You got to, these other guys got to figure it out around them. So you Otherwise, they will yeah. burn out. You mentioned Wiggins. What are, what are you seeing with him? I'm seeing Wiggins, who definitely still loves the mid range, fade away too long, too, too much. Yeah. But he is driving and he is posting more. Uh, he's actually been really good at that step, you know, when Steph started playing well, right? It's like, all right, Steph's got this. But then there are these spots in the game where somebody else needs to do something, needs to make a shot. He's yeah. been really good at that shot, right? Mm-hmm. That the other team's going on a run, like, Number two guy needs to step up right here. And that has always been Clay Thompson. It's always Clay, yeah, right? Yeah, no matter yeah. what, it's always Clay. He can hit one or two of those shots, but he's been really solid defensively on the perimeter, you know, on the wings. Like he's not guard quiet. I think all this needs to be couched in the fact that they beat four bad teams, right? Like <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they beat Chicago, Detroit, uh, and Sac and Portland, which is, you know. I've always thought was fairly suspect. Like mm-hmm. they could be eight, they could be four. Like we don't know what Portland we're gonna get, right? Like so, he's been really good defensively, and when he's like in the post, he's really good in the post. Sometimes he goes to the basket. He still gets a little lost. They they still don't see Steph. Right. That's this is the funniest development of the whole thing. It's like slapstick. It's like a John Ritter comedy. Watching them like Steph is running to the corner and his, his ball's coming and Steph realizes that they don't even know where I am like they don't even know who I am and that's why we saw last game Draymond is like dribbling a ball he's jumping and he's screaming trying to get them dudes to move because it's like four guys on one side and Steph's yeah. trying to run to the corner so there's still a lot of that but he you know he's He's Wiggins, you know, he's going to get you 20. Like, he's going to get he's a couple Wiggins. boards. Like, like, he's Wiggins, you know? And really, that's that's kind of what they need. They got him under this, like, on the, under the auspice of, we're going to put him in a row. We're not going to ask him to carry the franchise. Yeah, Clay right. goes down, and obviously he needs to have a bigger role. But the key with Wiggins is to keep him in that, safe space yeah like yo don't we don't we're not asking you to go get 30 like that's not what we want you to do we want you to play good defense we want you to understand our offense we want you to take a guy when you got him we want you to post like we're gonna give you the rock you're gonna get your touches just stay in in the lane and you can see him like figuring it out but man he is addicted like he is addicted to that fadeaway too that Mm. 21 footer that the warriors just don't take Right. He oh man, he loves them. Like it's crazy. It's like watching the dude try to give up sweets. <laughs> like, well, he's ain't happening. <laughs> right. He's got to figure. He's got to learn. Right. I mean, like that. That's kind of unconditional with them. Like you can't take that shot. At some point, you got to stop taking that shot. Right. Like who takes this? <laughs> like it was KD and Clay, but they, these yeah, dudes right. are like sixty yeah. percent mid range. Exactly. Shooters. That's like, them. <laughs> right. Nobody takes the shot on the Warriors. Like Steph is starting to take it because it's open. It's yeah, like it's, yeah. It's Steph there is three or the rim, right? Like yeah, like Wiggins is like out here. It's the it's the like I got my man. I'm spinning. Step back fade. Right. Like Steve Kerr hates those shots. So right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the more he can get that out of his diet, he'll be he'll be. Better. And I'll say this for Wiggins, he's getting to the cup he just hasn't been finishing which you know is like a broken record for his career baby but steps, I don't care. Yeah, baby exactly, steps, exactly. Man. get to the cup to me I, I'd rather see you miss at the rim than some fade away step yep. back nonsense yes. I'm sorry stop Absolutely. doing that at yes. least you have a chance of getting fouled at the rim nobody's part of the reason they beat Portland <laughs> part of the reason they beat Portland is because he was just like yo I'm posting up McCollum and McCollum got two fouls and he was out and they didn't get down early like that's that's a big part of it. He's like, look, I'm gonna make these dudes have to guard, and because he's six seven, McCollum couldn't guard him in the post. Like, right, that's right. really just off just that alone. Just because he didn't take the twenty footer, he went to the post, and CJ McCollum got a foul trouble. Like, so that's that's all you need from him. So Golden State, as we tape this, is four and three, right? So I mean, yes, they. Sir. I mean, they uh, oh what? They're not one in six. They were supposed go to be ahead. like, oh, <laughs> they're going to be a bottom feeder again. Go, go ahead, yeah, four and three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Four so I mean, they, they'll get we'll they'll, they'll get into the play in. Yeah, check in. I mean, 
I mean, if if you're, you're saying them, like it's a failure, like that's a victory. What you mean? Right. I'm like, it, that's a good thing, isn't it? If they got into the play in, like I mean, with this squad, play nah, it's, it's, it is a good thing. One hundred percent, it's a good nah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just you know, saying they the fifth seed and they just getting started, so they could end up two. That's all I'm saying. They could nah. end up two. <laughs> <laughs> Until they play the Clippers, right? Then it's like a oh, reminder. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So Steph, so Steph apparently does does get on Twitter and does see that people were clowning him, and then just drops sixty two because he feels like it. Um, I was surprised that he copped to it though. I didn't realize he would ever. I thought Steph, you know, Steph, one of them above it all kind of dudes, you know, like, you know, he's not like one of them. He's not like Michael Jordan. And I took that personally. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I, I, I think Steph, you know what Steph does? He likes, I, I'm, I'm being 1000% honest. I think Steph likes it a little bit. I think there's a part of him. Hmm. This dude loves the NBA. Like yeah. he loves basketball. He was raised in this. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. I think all of that is like, I, I, he doesn't want you to think that he's bothered by it or he's mad about it. Right. right. But he doesn't, but yeah, also he doesn't likes want the people banter. to think that he doesn't know anything. But he is aware yeah, of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I he's like, ah, I thought I was bad. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago when he just started the season, he was gunning, he was getting 30. It's like, it was crazy. And he's like, yeah. dude, what's up? He's like, man, y'all didn't even have me in the MVP conversation. Like, mm. y'all think I'm washed already. Like, he hears the stuff. Yeah. He he likes the whole, the NBA culture. Like, he's with it. Like, you know, mm. when I remember they were ripping his shoes. He was laughing at the memes. He's like, <laughs> this was the favorite meme. Remember the Chef Curry? Like, yes, he's yes. all in on yeah, the yeah. NBA thing. Like, he's right, really right. an NBA guy. He just don't want you to think that, like, oh, he's bought, like, Steph is struggling because you're talking about him. So right. he, he'll acknowledge it. He acknowledged it more than what I expected. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, cue the Jordan meme. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type right. of stuff. I took it personally. The jokes and the banter and the back and forth and the camaraderie and the fraternity, like, he is, he is all in on that. One thousand percent. It's it's what makes it fun. Like, but you got to remember, he was raised in this stuff. That's true. Like he, right, he's right. behind the scenes when his dad is. Imagine the conversations he heard between Mark Jackson and those guys right. in the banter. Like all that stuff makes him part of it. So, like he hears it. It's fun. He go out and score sixty. Like he he just wants you to think it don't change anything for him. Like as long right. as you think that, then he's good. I think. Man. This is fascinating. And, and, oh, and, you know, and because we still haven't even talked about what the it was, right? <laughs> Which is people trying to say this season on the internet and in some mainstream media outlets that this season is some kind of referendum on Steph's career or his contribution to the game as a superstar. And if Steph can't carry this team, then he was never really that real to begin with. And all this other crap. Which I, I just reject out hand. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, just because it's kind of ridiculous. Just because yeah. Steph Curry is like, you know, just because he, he, just because Steph Curry can't take Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. So again, two guys that I need to remind people like they have never been main ingredients on eighth seeds. Or no, Wiggins was on one eighth seed that Jimmy Butler Ooh. spearheaded. Okay, right. so Wiggins was a eight, was a main cog on one eighth seed. Ubre never as a third best player, right? Okay, right. as their yeah. third best. These guys have never been asked to carry water for anything significant in their lives in the NBA. No, that's true. So, right. st- like, that's their track record. So, so guys who've never done it consistently for any type kind of winner, whether you call it a mid-tier type of Utah, not even, I wouldn't even say Utah's mid-tier. I'd say something like Portland, like a Portland mid-tier or, you know, something like the Pacers, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've never been main cogs on a team like that. So all of a sudden Steph's supposed to get them and turn them into what? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. It's such a weird conversation anyway. Like, what are we talking about? Like, (laughs) this feels like that conversation where you talk about, man, my hood was rough. And then somebody says, my hood was worse than that. It's like, dude, we bragging about poverty? (laughs) This is crazy. Like, 
the, the conversation is really, but you've never had it so bad. Right. Like, what are we talking about? The dude has three championships, Period. two MVP. Like, that's how we used to judge people. Well, now because- we're judging them by who has the worst struggle and, and made it to the playoffs. That's really what we're determining now? If right. that's the case, there's a whole lot of former NBA players who need to be in this conversation, right? Exactly. Where's Ron Harper when he was struggling leading the Cavs, right? Like, right. To the first round. Like, let's get a whole lot of players in here. And hey, that's hey, the determination. Dale Ellis? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's, time to, right. it's a whole bunch of players like, hold on, man. Like, I, I had a bad team. Monte Ellis is like, hold on, playboy. Like, <laughs> where we at? Include me in here. Jason Richardson, let's go. Like, There's also this, I think, obviously, there's this, this unspoken, you know, just jealousy, whatever you want to call it, is Steph, and it's always been there, and we all know why. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> And it's just—I just think it's so unfair. It's like yeah. the standard is so ridiculous that you're trying to hold this guy to. You know, like, and, you know this happens. It's, it's this happens. This, like, like Kerr said, this is the NBA, right? right. What you're doing now, yeah. this is the this NBA. Is the NBA. <laughs> this is the NBA. And this is real. It's this a is couple real. of things. I think it's the the unanimous MVP thing pissed people off yeah yeah it's yeah. like russell didn't do it especially like the the pros that like the the, the right. former players right and the current yeah, yeah, yeah. Players. Like, russell that was didn't huge. do it wilt didn't do it mike right, didn't right. do it magic didn't do it kobe didn't do it braun didn't do it how the hell are you supposed to tell me the first unanimous mvp is this it's you this know 175 pound light skin dude you can't right. tell me that no right. who right. pray who prays? <laughs> right. And people have been so pissed about that ever since. Where I'm just like, guys, he was clearly the MVP of that season. Nobody deserved the vote for first place. He was that his season. His team broke win records. His play on the court was on another level. He was yeah. clearly the deserving MVP. There were no arguments for anybody else. I, I there was, was no debate. There yeah. was no debate. So, of course, yeah. it was unanimous. I think that well, this drives is, a lot yeah. of it. He made 400 threes and shot 50% from the right. field. Like, I think that drives insane. a lot of it. And I think, quite frankly, people don't have enough respect for what Draymond did, what Clay did, what Bogut did, what Iggy did, what um, Livingston did, what, you know, even Barbosas did to make those teams all-time great. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I don't... That's the problem I think people have is just like, you know, when Steph's doing all of that, running around in circles type of stuff, you have to have players with the instincts to find him. So not only right. do they have those passing instincts, and then when you're talking about somebody like a Bogut, somebody like Iggy, these are elite defensive players. Yeah. Clay Thompson, yeah. elite defensive players. Like, put some respect on these people's names, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yes, Steph was great, but what made him even greater, these guys elevated what he did. They really yeah. elevated it. Like, Bogut, not just passing from, you know, from the high post, but he was an elite rim protector. Like, mm-hmm. this... this- but, it, but it don't count if you get rich unless you was hella poor first. Like, if you get- <laughs> If you get rich off middle class, it don't really count. If you ain't from the slums, it's crazy to me. You know what? You know what? I here's what I have faith in. Like here, I I have the utmost faith in this. You know, at some point there will be some dude who's probably in like middle school right now who will come in the game and they'll be they'll be talking about how great he is. And then it'll be the people who are on social media now will be old and they'll be in the barbershop talking about, man, you thought that dude was something? You should have seen Steph Curry, right? Yeah, like, right, right. None of this stuff ever <laughs> lasts. Yeah. Yeah, facts, 20 years, they'll be, they'll be talking about Steph. That dude used to walk in the gym and he facts. didn't miss. I saw him make 105 <laughs> shots one facts. time in the room, right? Like, they'll facts. Be, like it, it, it'll come around, like, right? Like, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm watching Wiseman the other night. I'm like... He ain't no David Robinson. <laughs> but, but Steph is going to be the most exaggerated guy of all time. Oh, He's going to be like, yo, he literally used to shoot from the other three-point line. Yeah, from the three-quarter court. He used to just pull up. Same form and everything. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton 
is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I want to ask you real, real quick. You did a you did a great piece on on Matt Barnes and his 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 second life, third life, whatever you want to call it, man. I just want people to know how good that piece was, man. And just I like Matt Barnes. I mean, Me you know, too. Matt and I were cool. We never had no great. It wasn't like we there was no drama, nothing. When I asked him to do something, he did it. He was fine, and so I, yeah. I. But I didn't have a great, you know, I didn't have a relationship with him, so I'm not like standing for like my friend or anything like that. But I always felt like Matt got a bad rap because I thought Matt was a really good teammate for a lot of years to a lot on a lot of good teams, you know. And so, mm-hmm. just wonder what that what that was like, just kind of chopping it up with him for a little bit, and and obviously he's having this this really great second uh, career. Well, you know what, Matt Matt Barnes is an anomaly to me. Like I cover Matt Barnes, right? Like he when he he was We Believe Warriors, like yeah. that was that's when I was a beat writer. So you know, me and Matt's been cool. Uh, it's just amazing to listen to all the smoke and watch him. Like, like how I, I just want to know how are you good at this? It's, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of you, Waz. It's like, <laughs> yo, I went to school for this stuff. Like I've been, tra- I've been I've been working my whole life to get good at this, and you guys just walk on and are good at it, right? right. It's like it's a little irritating. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Stop, you know how many dude. books I've read, how many Stop, mentors I've had, like Stop, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm, I'm, li- I'm listening to Matt Barnes, and I'm like, hey, he's got Stephen Jackson in his ear. They're having right. these crazy conversations, and it's like, yo, that was a good question. Or right, yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> hey, yo, way to keep the topic going. It was just like, Seriously. yo, how are you good at this? Right, Man, right, it's right. crazy. And yeah. he's really, he's really good. He is good. You know, he and he's talking to Steph, and I'm like, dude, I didn't get Steph to talk about this. Yeah, like, right. It's just a lot of that, and I, I just wanted to know how he's good at it. Yeah. He's and really thoughtful guy. For me, that was the genesis of it, trying to figure out how, like, how did this dude get good at this? Mm-hmm. And when he started talking, I was like, you know what? It makes a lot of sense, man. The, what he's seen and what he's been through, what he's done, like. I get why you wouldn't be intimidated in an interview. I get why you ain't afraid to ask a question that needs to be asked, right? Like right, I understand right. that. Like right. I like the the freedom and the liberation that he has because it's like whatever. I don't care. Y'all know me, y'all know who I am, y'all know all my drama, y'all know all my dirt, right? You know what I've done. <laughs> like yeah. let's talk about it. I'm gonna talk about yours. You know my mind. Like it, it made a lot of sense the way he put it together. But mostly I was just curious, like, how are you so good at this with no training? Like mm-hmm. if I can write about Waz, I'll ask the same thing, like, what the heck? This don't even make sense. <laughs> like you should not like you should have spent four years to Clark Atlanta. You should have like fifty thousand thousand dollars in debt you should, right, be, right. You should be going to all these little journalism conventions and right. meetings and nabj panels like right. you know you gotta pay your dues you, Mark, you, gotta, be on a, you gotta be a beat writer for a all, shitty team for five years you know? you know what i'm saying like cover some trash get on a high school football beat right, right. you know what i'm saying like you just just walk in like trying to sun us oh <laughs> man you know what's crazy marcus you would you definitely did need no journalism convention to learn how to do what you do bro <laughs> it's just about no nah, we real. know that then like yeah we had we had dudes right you know what i'm saying but y'all yeah, walking no, in like, like matt barnes honestly watching this show is just honestly it, it, he the, 
and it's not to diss people. A lot of people just don't think about things past the surface. Um, and I find that, and I'm not afraid to say that about most player um, commentators and analysts. It's most of them aren't really getting beneath the surface. And honestly, we don't need them to oftentimes, right? Like they have good insights on other things, but Matt Barnes, I find to just be like, he's really thinking about this stuff in a 360 degree way, right? Like, or three dimensional, whichever one of those metaphors I'm supposed to use. And like, that's what impresses me. Like he's, he's coming at it from every single side and it's just, it's really cool to see. And, And it's not just all the smoke. He's my favorite guy on the jump. When I see him on the yes, jump, he's yes. my favorite ex-player on the jump by far. And let's face it, there's a couple of dookies or other type of ex-players, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that we might have assumed would be better <laughs> at it than right. Matt Barnes. And they're not. They're not yeah. better at it than him. So it's just dope to see, man. No, it's great. I thought the it's cool great. part was we were talking about him and D-Fish made up in, in the real yes. and how yes. they're co-parents. Yes. And I was like, yo, that's... The willingness That's to just real. be a grown man. Like, I, well, like Boss well, said, it's that, the answer was a three-dimensional answer. It wasn't this caricature of these ballers fighting over, you know what right. I mean? Like, it was like, yeah. he explained why it upset him. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. What you just said, <laughs> I totally understand why you would have that reaction. DA, you, you know, know what why mean? that's crazy? Because I still haven't forgotten D-Fish for that. <laughs> Defense is wild for that. I'm sorry, bro. That just, was crazy, bro. There's, there, there's, and it's not even about D Fish. It's just about the whole culture of. I, there's people like I've always said. This is what I've always said. Like, you have a best friend. Everybody's got a best friend, right? I, I have a best friend. You have a best friend, yeah. or somebody that was your best friend at one point in your life, right? And you know that woman, and. Because of that, because that person's your best friend, like, I don't, that woman's just eliminated. Like, you don't even like, like, you just don't even think of her. Like, I don't like, that's just like, okay, that's his wife or his girlfriend. Am I having deja vu? Or I feel like this we talked about this. Maybe we talked. Did we talk about this <laughs> yeah, before? Maybe we did. Like, okay, yeah. I think I remember together. hearing you say, we "Like, I can hear your voice in my head." Say, "Well, why? Why are you? Doing- <laughs> why are you? Like, there's a million other women out there, you know? Like, Bruh, you just I, wouldn't. I, I just I, wouldn't. You just. Like- I said it at the time, and I'll say it again. And Jade is my witness. I remember when the reports came out of this, and D Fish was coaching the Knicks at the time, and I was like. He can't coach that team anymore. Those yeah. players are not going to respect him for doing that. Right. Like that right. is beyond the pale. Like that wasn't right. just his little shorty, his little play thing that he had in some city. That was his yeah. wife who he had right. kids with, who you ate dinner at their crib. And you're right. now dating her. Right. <laughs> and he lost just, the locker room right after that. Like literally yeah. right after that. Because it's just yeah. unconscionable. But I, but I respect. But think what how Matt, mature you gotta be for him to, to get be like my it, son yeah. said they love him, and now right. we're cold. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that was such like, that was such a grown up answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, facts. like yeah, like, okay. we're cool. We're cool. Like he's at my kid's game. Like man, that's facts. Yeah, we're going to cover the fights. We got to cover that too. One hundred percent. We're going to cover the drama. We need to cover the reconciliation. That's right. just what I believe. Right. No question. No question. Well, my man, look, uh, I appreciate you coming on as always, because I know you have 87 other podcasts that you do. And I appreciate you like spending time on my little show. Uh, always, always a pleasure. Um, Waz, safe travels home, my brother. Um, hey, Waz, I'm sorry. I don't hate you that much anymore. I'm over it. You know, I'm a big fan. Like, I was initially, I was initially bitter up. about love, it. But I got y'all made up it. on my show, man. I love that. Oh, that's, that feels, that's real. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all He's back uh, back at it next week uh leave that five star review if you haven't